podcastjuice.net Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Prince Podcast. This is Michael Dean. And joining me today, uh, we've got a special review, uh, Mr. Paul. Sir, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Very, very good. Where are you calling from, Paul? I'm, I'm calling from London, England. Ah, okay. So we hear the accent, uh, that lovely accent that you have there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, a Northern English kind of slightly northern english accent i thought that so yeah <clears throat> all right i always feel uh uh what do I, I don't know the right word but i guess for americans when we hear that accent it's it's sort of like a, a i don't want to say authoritative but it's like a, oh this guy you know he's i don't know he's somebody important i, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know where that comes from there's something in our dna or just some deep rooted thing but anyway well, I think we feel like when we speak to Americans that you guys sound really cool, and we just—I feel really uncool. Uh, people nah. like you. We but, we all want to sound like you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, about but um, yeah. All right. Well, okay, man. So what we're here today to talk about is uh, Paisley Park. Of course, I'm sure all the listeners are very aware that Paisley Park uh, opened up for tours. And of course, there was some you know drama with the city in, in in regards to that. But Paul actually went to Minneapolis uh, this past week, uh, and I believe you may have went to the, the tribute show. Uh, we'll talk about that. Yeah, but, I did. Okay, so yeah, we want to just get your whole man, like your your uh, bird's eye view of the whole proceeding and everything that you saw down there. And you know, I'm very curious about the the uh, Paisley Park tour and. And what was what you guys saw there? So I'm just start taking us back to the beginning, uh, to uh, I guess when you arrived uh, in America uh, in Minneapolis. Okay. Uh, well, I had a, a bit of a nightmare on the way over, which is I I lost my wallet on the way over when I got to my hotel. Oh. And uh, and it was it was a bit of a nightmare. But a fan who I met on Facebook. He was flying on the same flight. He gave me a lift to my hotel, and then that's when I realized, and he kind of helped me out, and it's really kind of him. So we'll breeze past all of that. And, well, well, I'll uh, tell you what. I mean, shout shout that person out. Who was that? Uh, it was a guy called Alan. Alan Bradley. Alan Bradley? So, yeah. Well, man, Alan Bradley, if you out there, man, we tip our hat to you. That's that's what that whole Prince thing is about. Some of you hear this Star Wars music all of a sudden playing. I apologize for that. <laughs> it's my ringtone. I don't know what my I, phone is. Well, so. Now, Paul. Uh, so we shouted out Mr. Bradley, uh, who helped you, uh, got you a ride from what the airport to your hotel. Well, yeah, he gave me. A, he was giving me a ride anyway, and then that's when I discovered about the wallet, and I and then I was just like panicking. He drove me back to, uh, to the airport. And the other thing that was kind of stressing me out was, was I had tickets to see Kanye West um, wow. at the XL. And it was now, by the time I was sort of still at the airport when, when the show was supposed to be starting. So I was kind of like stressing out about that. But I found out that um, at the same time as Kanye was on at the XL, um, there was, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the band now, but Sonny 
Thompson was playing down the road at Bunkers. Oh, okay. It was supposed to be Sonny, Sonny and Michael B um, jamming down at Bunkers. So, so I watched, I ended up going to the concert. I watched about 45 minutes to an hour of Kanye, which was really, really good, by the way. Hmm. And then, uh, and then got a taxi down to Bunkers and saw uh, Michael wasn't playing, but Sonny was there, and it was pretty amazing because I hadn't seen Sonny play um, since '93, something like that. Okay. And it was just great to hear his his bass. Uh, it's really, really cool. Wow, so that was the first night. Was yeah. this? Have you been to America before? Uh, I have, but never Minneapolis, and it was something okay. I'd always wanted to do, and I'd always hoped to see Prince at Paisley Park, etc. And you know, gotcha. so. I was familiar with America, but never been to, you know, out there kind of thing. Okay, so wow, I, I didn't even know Kanye had played uh, last week. That's that's cool. Yeah, it was it was an amazing show actually. Yeah, but um, yeah. Okay. So we saw Kanye. You got to see the great <laughs> Sonny Thompson at Bunkers. Yeah. That's amazing yeah. unto itself. <laughs> um, yeah. And that was all the first day, Monday. Yeah, that was the first few hours, I think. So wow, kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah, so you hit you hit the ground running with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then the, ne- the next day, I woke up and uh, some other fans from the UK um, we were in a group, um, which is sort of known as the Purple Army, and they kind of clubbed together and sent me some money through uh, PayPal as well because somebody sort of had said. Calls, kind of. That's right. So you well, have no, you don't have your ID or anything to this whole thing. Well, yeah. Again, I was really stressed out because I bought tickets with my card, and they were like will call. So I was like worried about picking them up, but I just needed an email and my passport, and I just kind of said, oh, "I'm really sorry," and I got all my tickets, so that was fine. Wow. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that was a late night, and then I got a, um, managed to meet up with this. Uh, another fan who helped me out, and um, uh, called Sarah, and uh, and then I headed straight down to Electric Fetus. Okay. Um, to uh, Judith Hill was doing a signing there. Oh wow! So yeah, so it was really cool. Um, got to meet Judith. Um, she's really really cool. I I talked to her a little bit about. Um, I didn't want to talk too much about Prince because obviously it's very sensitive. Right. So instead, I asked her about a new record. She said that she'd already made one. I asked if it was coming out on vinyl. She said she she was planning to to put that on vinyl. But I also asked her about. Um, I just sort of said that I had tickets to the O2 to see Michael Jackson, and I would have you know loved oh, to wow. have seen her. She mm-hmm. went with him, and I also said. Uh, that you know the, the the film this is it the you know the footage that is there is such a you know great um you know piece of footage and you know it's, and she just sort of nodded along and she's really really nice um, yeah, yeah you know that's you sometimes forget but that's such a heavy thing to like you know she's a very young artist and very well accomplished in her own but the fact that she you know was with Michael Jackson Right, mm-hmm. I mean that's, and you was gonna do a duet with Michael every night on this thing, right? And then yeah. going from that to you're with Prince, like that's just like the 
Yeah, it's insane. My career could be over. If it, I'd be like, I'd be done. Like, okay, I mean, I'm done. Well, she, and then she was singing with Stevie as well. Like last that's week. yeah. Done it, but I'm yeah. I was sensitive to it though. I didn't kind of just, you know, I was I was I was as sensitive as I could. But I just I just really did want to ask her, and I just kind of want I to tell her how amazing that film is. I think and um, yeah, as well. And and you know yeah yeah I was, she, she was lovely. Yeah, I would say any if if it was early if it was like you know probably in the nineties, her associations with those two she would have been like it would have been a lock that she would be sitting there you know sort of at the upper echelon of uh, of the game you know what i'm saying like when there was when, when there was record sales and you know all of that sort of synergy definitely led into you know the success i think if it would have been earlier if the industry was different than it is today she would be at the top you know what i'm saying like just off of like oh you was with michael We'll, you, yeah. you, 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 we letting you in the door regardless. <laughs> Didn't say that you was with Absolutely. Prince. Absolutely, you know what I mean. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, I, I mean, I just think that performance is incredible. I think that you know, I'm a, a big MJ fan as well. So, so I just thought I'd I'd bring that up. I mean, people were saying to me afterwards, "Did you talk about Prince? Did you talk about you know the plane and all that sort of stuff?" And I just could. There's no way I could bring that. Yeah, up. no. That's that's a com- That's a that's like a. If for some reason we got to go out to eat and just really chop it up and you know got to meet yeah. each other type of conversation, yeah, that that's a heavy, yeah. heavy thing. All right, um, so you met Judith there at the record mm-hmm. store. Uh, what uh, did you go to some of the other princely, you know, sites to see? Well, yeah, I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, I went to Rudolph's, which is supposed to be where that was directly after that. I bought uh, one cool thing is they had um they had some guitar straps there that were um, that were supposedly, according to Lecture Fetus, I, I believe them though, but they were they were made for prints, so like leopard leopard print uh, guitar straps, and they were apparently from the batch that were made were, were meant for prints. So I bought one of them hmm. and some guitar picks. But then yeah, I went to Rudolph's, which is supposed to, just around the corner, which is supposed to be where Prince and Andre used to hang out after band rehearsal. Um, okay. And that was cool. Um, got some food and sat by my sister's poster of Purple Rain. <laughs> and, and then, like, what else did I do? Oh yeah, that night I went to. I wanted to go and see First Avenue, so I I went to see an artist, a UK artist called Jack Garrett, who um, oh. who was playing. Just so I could go in and mm-hmm. see. I like I like the artist, but I just wanted to feel what that venue was like at night and it was really really cool walking in there it was a, a mega thing for me did, did you um, did you stick your foot in the door like apollonia <laughs> uh, uh, no <laughs> no but it was really really good and I, I was glad there was something else happening that night i think uh jelly bean johnson was playing somewhere but i i was i'd already got tickets for that so okay I, I did that instead so uh, and and through all this, were you meeting other like Prince fans, or did you see other people sort of doing some of the same stuff you were doing? Uh, yeah, there was people from. I mean, I met some people people that I'd met online from Spain, and wow, and then there was another guy from. There's a few people from the UK, and mm-hmm. yeah, was, I've there's people from France over there, and it was really interesting, like a loads of different accents and. Um, different ages as well. I mean, like Prince is, I'm 
mid thirties, but like there was a lot of um, there was some really young fans, and there was some you know it's just all 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 types really. Interesting. All right, now I know probably chronologically we should talk about the tribute first, but I actually want to talk about your experiences and feelings going to Paisley Park for the first time. Because uh, to, okay. to me, that's just a big. I know when I first went there, it was just like unbelievable. So, uh, what day did you have your tour? What day were you set for? Well, I originally it was Wednesday, and I I bought it within honestly probably about a minute of the of the site going live. I was just like heard that it was going to happen, and I I was just like I've got to do it, you know, as soon as as soon as um, it went on. So it was for the twelfth. Okay. So when they said. You know, it wasn't it wasn't going to open, or that's what everybody was saying. I was freaking out, and then and then we got this email saying um, anyone that had a ticket on you know these dates, including mine, it was kind of like a first come first serve. So I was freaking out about that. I got I got a ticket for the Friday. Okay. Um, while I was there, they suddenly opened up Thursday as well. Oh. So so I. <laughs> So I did something. I'll talk about what I did on Wednesday night in, um, in a bit. But basically, I ended up getting a taxi out there first thing on Thursday morning. So it was just I had my ticket for Friday, but I was just like I just needed to go. I was just like, right, let's go. So you take. So I went twice. I went twice. Basically. Oh, okay. Um, so you, you take that cab. This is. I'm sorry. Wednesday. Or Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, okay. It's like 9 a.m. So Thursday morning, cab rolls up on Paisley Park. I mean, how did it feel coming down that that main street there and you see that building for the first time? Really surreal. It just, like, reminds you of uh, the Emancipation booklet or something, you know, just Mm -hmm. like all of the, the amount of times I've seen that building as some kind of dream place you know and it's just like a real you know real thing it's very very surreal um yeah i was free i was i was it was really really powerful just seeing the buildings right just as you drive through and the taxi driver didn't really seem to know much about you know who prince was or anything about interesting he he could tell yeah he's i think he was originally from ethiopia and he was just like oh yeah yeah okay got it okay didn't seem to really know but I stepped out of the taxi and um, walked up to the... I mean, it was just really, really surreal. And there was there was just a few fans waiting to go in. Um, and now you, I had my... Were you guys yeah, waiting sorry. at the... I guess there's like the main atrium door, front door? Or were you guys yeah, on the side? Yeah, that was the door. Okay. That was the door, yeah. Yeah, because when I had went there, that, that section was not open. And we kind of went off. It was uh, like the side door, sort of more, more where the soundstage kind of left one another. Room. Okay, but, I uh, think I know what you mean. Where there's a little kind of churchy kind of build. There's a building with like a triangle. Um, well, I, I think I know what you mean. But yeah, it was it was the front, like the front door, I suppose, was okay. the nearest to the atrium. Yeah. So, so you guys get there. Is it some sort of line or something or? A little bit of a line, and they're checking tickets, and they also um, they were asking us to get our phones out because they, they they put your phone in this little pouch, 
which is like uh so you can't get the phone out like it's it's got like a tag on it like you know when uh like a clothes drop kind of thing so they oh, okay they so, make it so that you can't so you have the phone on you but you can't but it's locked in like a pouch you couldn't take it out exactly yeah very smart i like that <laughs> yeah i feel like that might have been the way things were gonna go at concerts for friends probably but because um, he hated them so much, so who knows? But um, yeah, so the first, I mean, should I just tell you everything? Yeah, yeah. So start the okay. the tour starts. Where's the first thing? Do you, you get a tour guide, and you guys broken into groups? And how do you... So yeah, they start saying who's who, and the first tour I did was general admission. I did VIP on the Friday. Um, and then they start sort of splitting up. So, oh, you're VIP, okay. And you, okay, you come over here. You're your general admission, okay. Um, and they um, they line you up by once you go in, just by some. There's like records on the wall, all different like gold and platinum records. And they, this tour starts, and the the tour guys kind of like, hey, who's excited to be here? Like, great, fantastic. <laughs> Everyone's really. It's kind of a weird thing because you're. <laughs> It's, you, you almost really just want to go around on your own. You just kind of want to mm. just take it all in, you know, because it's kind of a, it almost feels like a personal thing, you know. Like, right. Um, but they're like, who's excited? Yeah, okay. And um, and there's some eyes, uh, Prince's eyes are like painted on the wall because so she talks about that a little bit. And she says, like, he, he wanted to put this here because uh, he's, it's like he's, you know, he's watching you. He wanted to make sure you know that, you know, it's his place kind of thing. Which is cool. You know, it's cool. And and then, sure, and then they said, right, okay, we're going to go into the atrium. And the first the first thing you see that I could kind of see while I was in the queue is is the urn, uh, which is a kind of, which is, which is really a weird thing. Like the first thing you see. I mean, you actually, I mean, I, because I'd already heard that it was around, I could see it before then. So that was mm-hmm. weirding me out a little bit. So are we talking about uh, the, uh, the, the, the the Paisley Park uh, little structure model thing? Yeah. So it's the model of Paisley Park with, with the urn, the urn is inside it. And you can see the little box, the the actual urn through. But it's it's quite detailed. The model is pretty detailed, actually. If you look in, it's got, some, I think it might have even had some of the artwork in the walls, and it's quite. I mean, it's. It's. I don't know how to feel about it. It was really strange because they, the first they, they say, "Oh, if you just want to have a minute to pay your respects," and uh, there's some tissues over there, and then some people started kind of crying, and it was mm-hmm. weird for me because I'm kind of not into you know, showing emotion in front of a group of people, you know. So I, I didn't know what to do, really. I was just, you know. Um, how, so how did, I mean, did the, the whole tone of the thing sort of change at this point? Or I'm just curious. It does. It, yeah, it just went a little bit more solemn. And I think that they, I can think that they purposely kind of wanted to get it out of the way. So, hmm. so that it sort of, the first thing is the most, you know, it does catch people by surprise a bit, to be honest. But um, I, I, I would almost think that, and again, I know this. This is, uh, you know, this is the first time, and they're just doing this. But I almost feel like that would maybe want to be last or something. Like, I absolutely think there's a there's a room at the end 
where it's quite a small room, and I think that they should have put it there. But then, on the other hand, the last room is right by the shop, so they don't want to be like, here's, you know, here's right. Prince's Ashes, and now here's the shop coming by. True, true. You know, it, so it almost as if maybe I, they should have it sort of toward the end, but almost like uh, it's it'd be more of a choice thing. Like, if you would like to go into this, in this room, room and do yeah. this, then that's a choice. Some of you may not want to do that or see that, and then we just keep it moving. But I think putting it at the front where I, I suppose you don't necessarily have a choice to see that or not, that just seems like maybe, I don't know, just I feel a certain kind oh, of I way t- about I it. I totally so. agree with that. I think, I think it should have been in a little closed-off bit, and it's up to people if they want to go in and pay their respects, and it's quiet and maybe if it was done in a similar way to the galaxy room or something that kind of slightly somber, but you, you know, and again, you should have the choice, Yeah. but having it just out and about, I don't know, but then it is, the H room is really cool with the massive symbol. And I don't know. I, I kind of, it just didn't know what, I just didn't know what to do. It was just, mm-hmm. it was, it was, and then, and then they show you this little diner area. Um, and it's the you know it's, it's right basically just off the atrium and um it has like a tv and they said that friends like to chill out there and eat and uh, it's like a little tiny weeny uh small diner area okay um and the weird this, this is something that i saw on the second time but um i'm definitely not into any conspiracy theories or anything like that. But this was a bit weird. I noticed that um, there was a calendar on the wall, and it was June 2016. And so I said, what's the deal with this calendar? And they said, oh, well, I'll find out. And they found, like, their, their, you know, superior or whatever. And apparently it's exactly how they left it, which I found found really weird. (laughs) I'm sorry, you said there was a, it was a calendar? The calendar, and it was left on June 2016. Ah, wow. And they said that that's where he left it, which was just with the song and everything. I was I was kind of like, ah, uh, okay. It is interesting. All right, well. So, so I don't know. I don't want to say yeah, like what, what it is. I'm just telling you. Oh, no, no. We're keeping it out there. Somebody will somebody might have some insight into what that's about, possibly. Yeah. Um, so then they have the they have small kind of areas set up, um, rooms for different areas. So just off the atrium, they had a dirty mind bit, the uh, guitar and a few things, uh, demo tape, um, a few bits and pieces. Then they had like a controversy section and then they actually had a they had a room for diamonds and pearls with his like yellow outfit um so, and that that sorry i was gonna say so i just wanted to go back to like maybe the dirty mind room i mean like what was what kind of stuff was in there um i think it was like his his honor telecaster i mean it wasn't really a room for dirty mind it was more like a cabinet really Okay. For some reason, I think, yeah, Dirty Mind and Controversy. I mean, there was no For You and Prince section, from what I remember. But it was more like 
just a few bits and pieces, and they were more like glass like cabinets with the glass. Um, it's kind of like displays, yeah. almost. Yeah, like a display, but yeah, diamonds and pearls and some of the times definitely had their own room. So you just walk into a little room, and they've got um, diamonds and pearls had um, his yellow suit from the diamonds and pearls tour, and it was kind of the suit was on a model. So that was that kind of freaked me out a little bit because it did feel like what it would be like to stand to, to walk in a room and and he'd be there because they mm. you know it was it was an actual size you know no um, just a ma- just a mannequin but was, the, you know was there any music playing during this? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they had they definitely had uh, the diamonds and pearls. I'm just trying to remember. I can't. They might have had some some music going on in the background, diamonds and pearls. But they, but for Sound of Times, they had a little video playing of him doing doing the Sound of Times tour, and they in the video they had the same stuff that's in the room. So they had an acoustic the acoustic guitar with the heart mirror on it, and then you could see the heart mirror. And I think they had Sheila's drum kit from Sound of the Times there too. So you kind of seeing the actual. Uh, you know, instruments or whatever, and and also, you know, seeing it on the TV. You know, it, it was it was it was good. I thought it was well done, actually. Let me ask you about really. the video, the sign of the times. Was it some video footage that you've seen before? Was it from the movie, or was this from some concert that was? I think rare? it was from the movie. I mean, I've I've seen Sign of the Times maybe two or three times. It's not my like favorite. Okay. I don't know it sort of religiously. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it was from Sound of the Times. I think it might have been Hot Hot Thing. Did he play the acoustic guitar in Hot Thing? Uh, no. Something like that. <clears throat> maybe if, maybe it was, uh, oh, you know what it was? It was probably Forever in My Life. He's playing acoustic guitar. Yeah, it was. It was. It okay. definitely was that, yeah. Got it. All right. Sorry, yeah, it's got the acoustic guitar at the end. I just remember now. Um, so, so that was, I mean, it's, it's weird because you're still kind of getting over the urn thing, and it's all mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. They're giving you the same amount of time, and they say, "Okay, just you know," and then and then they said, "And then meet meet here, and you know, in a minute, kind of thing." So it's it is what it is, but you're still sort of slightly, you know, or when you're watching the videos and everything, it's it's kind of behind. You could almost, you, if you turn around, you can see it kind of thing. So it's just always there. So. What, what's a, um, approximately how many people were in your group? I think there must have been about 15. Certainly what, I mean, I'd heard that it was for the VIP, it was 50, isn't it? It wasn't that many. Okay. About 15, I think. All right. Um, both times. It might have been slightly less on the general admission, actually, just because they opened up the Thursday. Um and this is a slightly strange thing is that I, I ended up going into the wrong group in the general admission and suddenly I was in the VIP fit. So it it was I knew I'd got I'd accidentally gone into the VIP and I instead of just going along with it I actually said I'm in the wrong group. So <laughs> I don't know whether to just That was that proper through. that UK proper. <laughs> Yeah, well I, well, I knew I had the VIP the next day, and I right. also kind of wanted to know what the differences were. For sure. So 
I don't know whether it's to just go into what the next thing is on the VIP or what would you prefer? Uh, no, let's let's just stay on this where you're going, whatever it takes you. In. Okay. Well, the next thing that I did happen to see was the video edit suite, which was for the VIPs, but I accidentally went in. And basically, they take you into the... Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. One more thing. After the, after after um, after Sign of the Times room, the next thing is his office, which is really, mm. really interesting. So it's supposedly exactly how he left it. And you... You walk through, they've kind of got a rope around so you can kind of walk around it without actually, you know... Touching it. It's, yeah, exactly. And that was that was just really, really interesting. You know, it's got, it's got his... You know, everything as he left it, so there's CDs out, there's some vinyl out, um, there's a brief, his briefcase. There was a, um, a cat um, basket. Apparently he had a cat. Um, or a kitten or something before he um, passed away that kind of one of the family members has got now. I kept asking, you know, if they said anything, I'd just sort of ask another question. Wow. Um, there was some notes and a notebook which said, um, loop, it was to do with loops, and it sort of said, it was quite, couldn't really understand what was going on. It was sort of, sort of like one ambient, two something. So, you know, it was all, You'd never really understand what it was. It was just hmm. just random notes to do with. I, I imagine it was live, something to do with looping. Like I suppose it could have been recording, but that was on a notepad. There was a print of Third Eye Girl, the 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 main sort of logo with the like the girl's face, mm-hmm. that Third Eye Girl thing. Um, uh, um, yeah, and there was some CDs. There was a CD I asked what the first one on top, and it was handwritten. It just said two new songs for somebody, maybe an artist name, but I can't remember. It wasn't anyone I don't think we'd I'd heard of. Wow. Um, but that was that was that was cool. I thought I thought it was. Was it like a computer or something there on the table? Or? Uh, no, I don't okay. think there was a computer. I'm pretty sure there wasn't a computer. Um, there was a... I mean, I, I do actually feel like there must have been new things around because it's done so classic. You know, there, was a, there was a notepad on... There was two desks, like a, a desk that was more like a board meeting kind of desk. And then there was a, desk, a small desk in the corner. And there was like a, a, a magnifying glass on a on a page. I don't know. I think it might have been arranged slightly. Hmm. Um, but, okay. you know, it was quite interesting. It sounds like it is. Yeah. It's, wow. Yeah. So directly after that was where I, so that's the same for VIP and general admission. And I directly after that is, um, the video editing suite, which is just supposed to be for VIPs. The general admission goes straight to Studio A at okay. that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I accidentally saw the film. The film editing is cool. You go into this little room. They talk about how there was a secret door that they found with loads of old videos. Seven hundred, I think she said 750 items were found in this sort of secret compartment. Wow. 
Um, and she said it was all quite old beta. A lot of it was Betamax, but original stuff. Wow. And yeah, <laughs> that's like, like a treasure what? trove of stuff right there. Yeah, and and then she she played. Um, there was like a woman sat down at the desk and she played a few clips, which was a, a just all tour tour related stuff. I think there was a sound check which has been online previously of musicology tour sound check which I'd seen before. Prince saying um, coming up next, Prince the new power generation is wearing a hat, something like that. Oh, yeah. And. Yeah, but it was cool. It was a really interesting room. They had he had like a classic old um, poster of Metropolis, the film Metropolis, on one side. On ah. the other side, there was Clint Eastwood's film uh, called Bird. When, when I was at Minneapolis uh, earlier this year, they were playing. I think they were playing Metropolis on one of the screens. Oh, okay. That and Barbarella. <laughs> but, oh yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was the, the video editing room. Now, the next thing that happens is the VIPs go to Studio B and that is the only difference to VIP and the general admission. So VIPs get video editing room and Studio B and on, on the way to Studio B, they get the Galaxy room as well. Okay. Um, so I would say it's worth it, really. The, the Galaxy Room, is that the one with like the stars? And the, yeah, the, yeah. Is there a picture? I could have sworn. Is there a picture of uh, Andy Ello in there? They still have that? Mm, I, I, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't want to say yes or no on that one. I, I was just more like, re- it happens quite fast, you know, because they, they're like, just have a minute in here and they're talking and. It's hard to take everything in. Right. Um, I imagine on on quieter days, they'll give you a bit more time, and it won't be so. But there was there was a lot of, especially, you know, I was doing doing the VIP on the Friday, and they just they had they had a lot of people there, and there was a lot. The group wasn't that big, but there was another group ready to go, and you know, another mm. group in front of us, and it was all gotcha. You know, so I didn't spend a lot of time in that. Um, and then you go through into Studio B now. This really, it was, I mean, I, I'm fine with it because it is what it is, but you're not allowed to go into the control rooms, which I was, being a musician, I'm a musician, and I just wanted to see the tape, and the chair, and, you know, so, so in, you know, in the studios, you're just not allowed to go into the control room, so you just, they just lead you oh. into the live room, you can look through the window into the control room, but I can understand why. I mean, let me ask you: so, uh, both the VIP and the general, you don't get to go in the control room. No. Oh wow. Neither. I know. Cause I know you're a musician as well. I mean, it's like. Yeah, man. Um, you you got to sit in that chair, man. Like uh, this, this. I know. Sit- <laughs> I know. I was. That was that was kind of like the dream. That was my. That was immediately what I thought when I bought the tickets was the control room. Right. You know, I could all. I would have taken that over everything, to be honest. But it is what it is. I can understand that. They don't kind of want people traipsing around. Right. It's, you know, extremely expensive equipment. I could, I, 
turning you knobs know, and sliders. Yeah, and, yeah, taking and taking one of the like EQ knobs with them and you right. know whatever. You know, it could it, it could it could be pretty bad. So I just had to deal with that, you know. And I I did sort of talk to them and say, do you ever let anyone in the control room? And they were like, no. And and they sort of looked and saw, you know, if the, if the door was open, you know. But I wondered if I could sneak in there or something. But um, and then in in Studio B, um, they basically that's where you do the photo. So they have a ping pong table set up. Hmm. Um, they have huge pictures of Third Eye Girl, including Prince. Okay. Um, but they were, were there before apparently. Um, and basically, you just queue up for a photo, and they have Princess Purple piano from the piano and mic there, mm-hmm. and a blue cloud. And you've probably seen some of the pictures popping up. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, oh, yeah, the other thing is you can either bring your own USB or you can buy a USB off them, a Paisley Park USB. Um, did they, did they tell you this before you get in there? How would you know to bring a USB? No, we had a we had an email that said, oh, okay. you know, bring, either bring a USB with you because you can't use your phone, or you can buy one. And I was just going to bring one with me, but I bought one, and I'm quite pleased I did because um, it was ten dollars sixty, I think. But it's it says it's got the Paisley Park logo on it and it's purple and it glows purple when you put oh. it in. So I was oh, wow. quite pleased with that. Yeah. Obviously, you can reuse it. So I yeah, so I got. I mean, the photo thing I felt was a bit. I didn't know. It just seemed a bit weird. I don't know. Um, but you can touch the piano. You can touch the keys of the piano. But it's because it's an electronic. It's kind of a cross between electronic and acoustic, I think. Um, so you couldn't actually hear the piano. If you played a chord on it, you couldn't hear it. Gotcha. Um, so I just sort of sat at the piano and had my face taken by. I'm definitely not, like, posting it on it. I just think it's... You're not it, trying to lick the guitar, it, are you? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely not. Um, I did. I did slightly just touch the guitar on my way around to the piano just because it's... A, the cloud and but very respectfully just just softly <laughs> no well it, 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 here's the thing I, i'm not mad at that because you know you gotta you gotta imagine if it's something there to be touched or to feel somebody's going to touch it i almost feel like you just kind of have to take that guitar and that that piano and almost sacrifice that to say hey they're gonna have some wear and tear on this thing it's, just, it's not going to be a stop people from not wanting to touch it or hand, you know what I mean? Because that's just what it is. Uh, we want to, we want to live. You know, there's so much behind that. So I can, you know, it's almost kind of like they kind of have to just, you know, those those are going to be touched. They're going to be handled. I, I'm yeah. surprised somebody will grab that, you know, simple guitar, the uh, cloud guitar and pick it up and try to strap it on, you know, and take a picture. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if it, if it had been allowed, I'd said, you know, I play guitar, and you know, I would have loved to just play the chord on it or something, and I would have done it very, very carefully and respectfully. But I was quite, it was quite cool being able to just play. Obviously, I couldn't hear it, but just to play a chord on that piano, being the piano that he did the the piano and mic um, was was it was cool. But the picture was just like 
especially when you see all the pictures being kind of the same, you, know, you just think, oh, oh it's, I've got it. It's like proof I was there or whatever, but I'm, I'm it's not, it's a, not the coolest pictures, really, to be honest. Um, you, you know what, Paul, ho- let's hold on one second. I'm going to take a quick break here. Uh, so, yeah, no ladies worries. and gentlemen, we'll be right back. us giving us a virtual ear tour of paisley park <laughs> so go ahead paul continue okay so the photos out of the way and then they lead you over to studio a i believe i know that they they were walking people around different ways so some people might have had slightly different versions of this um so i know that sometimes i think they they walked them in different ways. Anyway, but I went to Studio A next, um, to the live room of Studio A. And you could see through the window mm-hmm. into the control room, and they had the Lynn and the Oberheim set up in the, kind of in the window, so you could have a look at those. Um, and, you know, I basically was just looking through that, <laughs> looking through the window a lot, you know, 
just to see what was in there. And But it was really cool being in that room, and it was really, really, really special for me. Um, okay. Just seeing how they left it so that you, in the corner they have the bait, his bass set up with some lyrics um, to a track called um, Stay Cool, which mm. I don't know if anyone's heard. And it's all supposed, supposedly left pretty much as, as it was left. Um, and I just, you know, I think they said, what did they say had been recorded in that? They just listed a load of Prince's albums. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, the Rainbow <laughs> Children, etc. And I was just like, oh, amazing. <laughs> so, so, I mean, to me, I, I basically, if they'd walked me in there and walked me back out, I still would have paid a hundred bucks, to be honest. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> what, what, what were the, uh, how, so, were the, how was the tour guide person? Well, they changed them. So you have like, you have one main one and then there's somebody else waiting for you in the room. So it kind of like, the spo- uh, with the VIPs anyway, you have somebody that sort of stays with you. Mm-hmm. But then they, they have other people just waiting in the room ready to do that sort of sh- spiel. Oh, okay. So, so they, that, then they sort of gather you around into the middle of Studio A and they say, all right, we're going to play you some some prints from a from a record that's, you know, that's unreleased. So they played um, a couple of tracks from uh, from the jazz, the jazz album with Mono Neon. Okay. Um, which there's two schools of thought about whether it's actually a kind of like a jazz EP, which was untitled, or that it's called Black Is a New Black. I think I've heard that Black Is a New Black is actually a different record that's completely finished. And isn't the one with mono neon, but um, I don't know. But anyway, it sounded really, really cool. It was kind of instrumental. Um, they played one of the tracks that was released under uh, on uh, um, what's it called? Title that was put out under mono neon's name, and then they played one that was completely unreleased. I'd not heard, and it sounded really, really good. Okay. <clears throat> So, so that was pretty cool, and then it's time for the next bit. So, I think the next thing was the the influence wall, which I did. You see that yeah. when you went, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which was interesting because like quite a few of the quite a few of the people on the tour didn't really know who was who, and they're like, oh, who's who's that? And I'm like, oh, Suzanne, Suzanne, and and who's this? And I'm like, well, that's Larry Graham, you know, kind of. A bit annoying. <laughs> so they could pick out Jimi Hendrix. That was pretty much it. Right. Um, some of some of them, but then you know, um, that was fine. Um, no, which I really, I really liked that. I'd seen it before anyway. You know, from, from the Yahoo uh, release party thing. Mm-hmm. So, but that was that was good. And I think next was on the, what they call the Purple Rain Room, which I think used to be a dance rehearsal studio. So they'd made it into the Purple Rain Room, which was, which had the bike. They'd put the bike in there, right. the Purple Rain bike, and a a a hard back kind of purple book that said Purple Rain, which apparently was Prince's personal copy of the script. Okay. And they also had the Fender. I think it's a Fender Rose, which is purple from the Purple Rain era. Which is cool, all in a, in a glass 
cabinet in the middle of the room, and they also had like purple lights and rain effects, and mm-hmm. it was I liked it. Yeah, it was good. And they were playing clips from Purple Rain as well on big screens. Okay, all right. How how long um, were you guys in that room? Was it just something like a five minute, ten minute thing? Or? Yeah, probably not even that. It just seemed like a few minutes really, and then it was like on to the next bit. So. The next room is split into two, and it was um, partly half under the Cherry Moon, half Graffiti Bridge. Interesting. It had the Graffiti Bridge. The under the Cherry Moon bit was all black and white, and it had the black and white amps and uh, the kind of black and white Paisley design amps and I think some instruments, and they, they had the film playing and... It was cool because I think, for, for, especially for people that aren't don't know much about Prince, they're, they're getting a real sense of the different eras and the, the very radically different feeling, you know, from Purple Rain being kind of very purple and with the, the with the sort of Mozarty clothes. All of a sudden, they're like in France and it's all black and white, um, and then Graffiti Bridge. Um, there wasn't that much there. I think they just had clips from Graffiti Bridge playing. <laughs> and I think when what happened was they had the sound on for Under the Cherry Moon and subtitles for Graffiti Bridge, and then they'd swap it over. So suddenly you'd hear something. From, you know, I think it was like New Power Generation, the song okay. playing, and all of a sudden Under the Cherry Moon would like be muted and have the... the have the subtitles, so it was, I think they did they did a good, did a good job, and you could really get a sense of what they were. Let, um, let, let me ask you this: Let me cut you off because um, this is one of the things I wonder. You know, I think about excuse me, a museum, and you know, I feel like you, you learn things at a museum, and they, you know, have mm-hmm. information and teach you some things about what it is you're looking at. When you were looking at sort of these movie prints related movie type rooms, was there like things that you may not have known? Oh, okay, this, I didn't know about that, or yeah. Not really. I mean, like they have little um, A4 kind of like um, pieces of paper with information like, oh, Prince did a film and under under the cherry moon in 1986 and yada yada yada. But for for us, you know, there's nothing. There wasn't much to to learn that was new. There was there definitely was some things that I learned, but not not that many. Right. Um, but it was still cool to be honest from the Purple Rain onwards really felt like a museum before that it's sort of like the studio and and I think even one of the tour guides said it's very much like from then onwards it's very museum-y so um, more like exhibit type of things sort of. yeah it felt it felt like but like that yeah but I think it was really good some some woman in my group was saying about how terrible Under the Cherry Moon was, and it just shows you that you can't do everything. I was like, what? Oh, so you meant like the movie itself? Is that what she was talking about? Yeah, the film. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So you just had to, like, bite your lip a little bit. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people asking questions that you just think, oh, you know, but that's fair enough. There's a lot. I suppose there's a lot to know. Um, so next, I think, I'm just trying to get this all right in my head, but I think you walk down a little hallway with lots of awards, and it's all, I think oh, it's all kind yeah. of, mm-hmm. 
in order. There's Grammys and Brit Awards and yeah. and that's pretty cool. And then you go into a room where it, they just have to, just to throw in real quick. When I went on a tour there, that's where the tour started. Going uh, okay, going down that hallway. That's interesting. Uh, so I wonder if okay, because the next bit that we saw after the the hallway was the was a room where it has a piano, a black piano that the I think it's Pegasus. Is it, is it called Pegasus? It's the one where with it had the automatic opening and shutting. Uh, I kind of know what you're like, yeah. like the lid opens automatically. He had he had like a button that raised and raised the the lid of the yeah. piano. It's kind of mm-hmm. with the symbol on it. So that's the next room, and it had the original painting of Rainbow Children in there. Oh, nice. Which which they didn't they didn't know the artist's name. I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I kind of thought they should. They should know, know that. that. Yeah, they kind of got to know that. But, uh, she said, the woman said to me, oh, yeah, we're trying to find that out. I was like, well, the name of the painting is written on there, the qu- the quartet or whatever it is, and they could easily find that out. Anyway, never mind, it's fine. It's pretty new. This was the third day that I've ever done it, I suppose. Right. Um, so, um, so the next bit is the absolute... For me, it was like the most emotional and kind of the best bit of the tour. Um, even though I loved the studios, the next bit, which I think all big Prince fans would find kind of emotional and heart, kind of heartbreaking, and brilliant at the same time, is the soundstage area. What they've done. Uh, yeah. Do you hear? Have you heard about this? Well, no. I, I mean, that is a great room, but no, I'm, I'm curious to what she's going to say. They've done to it. Yeah. So what they've done is they've, and I think they've done it really, really well. Actually, um, I think it's been done with with love. Um, they set up various stages, small stages, um, with different eras. So they've got like a 1999. Well, I'm trying to remember it exactly. They have a Jam of the Year tour stage, a Third Eye Girl era stage. Um, gold experience um, and then they have the piano and mic but it's not the, it's basically the new piano the Yamaha um, the brand new purple Yamaha and the new guitar that he didn't sort of get to play with the, it was presented oh, right. know, to him just before he died and I could see fans getting emotional the other thing that happens in there is that they've got a huge screen and they're playing live clips from different eras so there's a purple rain clip but mm-hmm. then they they're playing january i think i'm pretty sure it's january's piano and mic um free yourself video full i think it's in full and that was incredible and because i didn't get to go to the piano and mic it was like just so emotional right. both times that I went that was just like ah, oh, just because they're basically on the stage they've set up some costumes but the drums the amps and the guitars from all of those eras all together so if you went on the German, German of the Year tour or whatever it's exactly 
I don't know. I just found it really, really like just. This is just all the more off. real, probably seeing those different things. Yeah, right and it just—I mean, it just seeing how, how much of an amazing artist he was. That just moved. Just everything was the detail. Every time he did a new record and a new tour, the detail of changing and mm-hmm. just seeing, and also the memories. You know, because I'd seen uh, the new Power Soul. Also, which was pretty much the most of the gem of the year sort of era, and I think they had his red costume from that as well. Or there was the piano, the piano. I think it was like gem of the year, straight sort of new power soul, red outfit, and the outfits with the guitars. The gold experience had the gold drum kit with the symbol gold guitar, and they weren't they weren't cased off. You know, you couldn't touch them, but they were just there, and it's like it was really powerful that room. That was like incredible so you know if you were going to cry that was that was the room you were probably going to do it and and i did see some fans breaking down especially near near the piano and mic the yamaha like Mm. that was seeing that was like really hard actually with the guitar as well you know the new guitar Mm -hmm. but i still thought it was really well done it was emotional it was kind of upsetting it was also brilliant you could just see how great he was um, yeah, I think the footage was Purple Rain, Jam of the Year, kind of some uh, something from that. I've been playing piano, I think, on that. And yeah, piano and a mic. Um, yeah. Gala, I think it was the, the one that you saw. Okay, wow. In yeah. January, where the stage opens at the end, the kind of the symbol kind of kind of opens and there's uh dry ice and it's just so brilliant like so they have they've got a perfect video of that performance nice somewhere and recording i think they should release it but that's fine yeah that would be that was something he was last working on i mean we were even in there they were mixing it at the time so well i i know i I remember that episode where you talk about your tour by the way i just i just loved um but i you know, I just think that, that, for me, just do it, just, just, that's got to be it. That first one, Batman, the Batman theme and everything, and, uh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I know I'm final, essentially. Um, then the last bit of the tour is, the last two bits of the tour, the next bit is the MPG Music Club room, mm-hmm. which is, they they have, like, some decks set up, but you know, no one's. They're playing some kind of DJ set kind of thing. I don't know who, what it is, but they're just playing like a mix, and they have some sofas there, and the VIPs get to sit on the sofas and just sort of chat. Okay. Um, and for everyone else, they can just walk through. But there's not much going on in there really. So it's quite cool, but it's not. It's just. It's sort of supposed to make you feel like if you were at one of Prince's parties or something. Gotcha. Um, and the final room is they have a small, very small room set up, which is they're playing the Super Bowl performance in its entirety with a huge picture of him doing the Super Bowl. And some people were crying at that because it is so good. And I think, you know, I don't know. I just think that after after you've seen all that and you just it just ends on a high and you just kind of think, oh my God, like it's just so good. And okay. Also in that room, they have some of the flowers and bits, sort of bits and pieces uh, that they 
that were originally on the fence. They've just got a small display of some of the things that are on the fence. Okay. Um, sort of some notes from fans and that kind of thing. Yeah, so it's quite a it's quite a big, you know. So that's that is it takes you to about an hour and hour and fifteen minutes or something by then, I think. That's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, that's that's a good, that's a good time. I mean, they originally said you were going to see cars and tour bus, and but I, I mean, I think that they will like, start expanding it and stuff like that. But I think it's I thought it was really good. And yeah, kind of surreal just to be in there. How did did uh, did you guys? Does it end in the merch merch room or something like that? Or yeah, so so that goes out into the the, the merch room, which has also also got a little cafe where you can, um, you know, they say foods cooked from Prince's Kitchen. So technically, I think that they cook cook the food in the kitchen. Um, I didn't really look at that, but, but I actually was, um, first time anyway, I was really running late for a, for a tour of First Avenue, so I was just oh, okay. quickly all, like, grabbed loads of merch, the merchandise was, I thought it was quite, quite interesting, um, they, they, they've made more of the Remo tambourines, so they had a load of cymbal tambourines, um, and very, I mean, you could probably, yeah, lots of, lots of piano and a mic match that would obviously been made before. Oh, okay. right. Mugs, posters, t-shirts. Anything um, that anything caught your eye? Yeah, I bought I bought a tambourine because I'd always wanted one, and it was eighty dollars, which is not cheap. But, wow. Um, and I. Bought a program. The program is really well done. Really, really good. Hmm. Like an interesting kind of texture and quite tastefully done. I thought. And well, so some plectrums. They have various Prince plectrums, um, and the ones that I bought were twenty ten plectrums. Okay. Uh, two, two for ten dollars, so five dollars each. Um, the only thing was, I noticed afterwards, they're great and they look brilliant, but they do say 2016 on the back of them, copyright. So you know they're not from the original, <laughs> the original 2010 batch. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And then I bought some necklaces for people and stuff. Okay. So it, was any of, is this music for sale? Any albums? No music at all. I thought that they would. I mean, I was planning to buy. A purple rain vinyl or something, just to say I bought it actually at Paisley Park, but right. no, no, no music at all. Interesting. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I imagine it's a change. I think a great thing that they could put up there. I have all these different ideas, but uh, they should recreate the majority, if not all, of the tour program books. I mean, even I mean, you could, you know. Because I always kind of want to go back. I said, man, I wish I still had the Sign of Times one and the Love Sexy. It's a great pictures and just great programs. Sound like it's raining where you're at. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's raining. That's all oh, good. Shit. Sorry. No, you're good. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, I was like, that, that would be cool. Even if they were like 30 bucks, 40 bucks a piece or something. But if you could just buy 
you know, the different eras. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I would have bought One Night Alone for sure because that's one that's really difficult to get. And I I think, yeah, there's loads of things that I would have, would have liked to have seen. Um, definitely records. Yeah. I mean, I think that's essential because you're going to get people that aren't huge Prince fans that only have Purple Rain. Right. And they've just walked through the parade room and they're like, you know what, I'm going to buy parade on CD or vinyl or something. Um, and, you know, oh, I never knew what the Rainbow Children was. Pick it up, you know, buy it. Because right. I, I want Prince to be around for a long time. I want other people to get into it. And I want, you know, I want him to be become even bigger, really. Like, I want it, you know, like a Mozart kind of, you know, cause that's what we all, you know. So I, I'm sure they will add me. I'm sure they'll have a permanent building as well. I don't think it'll always. It's a tent at the moment, but I, I guess oh. they'll be planning to extend it. So, cl- um, just cl- closing thoughts on Paisley Park the tour. You, you thought it was well worth it, though. You had a great time. Well, well worth it. Very emotional, especially the soundstage, uh, and just for a lot of people, the urn as well. I mean, I was. It's, it's it's almost like just too, uh, too. I don't know. I just I did. I, I almost couldn't even start to really think about the owner. But the 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 sound stage is really well done and um and really just powerful to see all those instruments and all the different eras and the the work that he put in to all of that. The detail. Mm-hmm. Um, if you compare it with any other artist, there's no no one's ever ever gone into the detail that he did with the with the different eras. Um, All right. So I, I, I yeah, I definitely would say go. And I know that people have been saying it's different now, you know. But um, I don't know. I think they've they've done it fairly fairly well, really. All right. Um, well, there you go. There's Paul's review of Paisley Park. Definitely a lot to sort of digest and take in. Um, want to jump back quickly too, though, and just ask you: What did you think about the tribute show? Um, the tribute. Honestly, I've I've been to a lot of gigs, um, and I would easily put it in my top five, including Prince, top five concerts I've ever been to it was the most emotional thing I've ever seen it was um, it was just really really amazing and I don't I've, I've, I just wish that it could have been streamed and more people could have got to it because it was it was really 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 good <laughs> what, what, what was that, uh, what was a standout performance for you for me Stevie backed by the MPG was incredible um, but but really for me personally was um, Maite came on and did her mm. belly dance thing, mm-hmm. which was cool from Act One I think or like or Act Two one of the one of those, which was which was cool just to see her on stage. But then it kind of goes on for a little while and you're like okay still belly dancing still belly dancing and you. <laughs> He saw, and then all of a sudden, without out of nowhere, was seven. You know, and they did seven with all of those guys there: Levi with blue guitar, Sonny, and then that full band. And then you know they did seven, which was just incredible. 
and um, I mean, for me, this is when I got into Prince. So it was like a real okay. trip down, like when I memory memory lane. I also think it was his best band. Um, and then they went they went into Sexy MF and Tony M was there, and it was just I mean, like for me, that was. <laughs> That was really, really cool. Hey. It brought back a lot of memories. They did get off as well. Things that I've just not heard live for so long. Right. Now, I, I saw some of the clips, but I saw the clip with Tony M. I'm not going to lie, man. When I saw that, it just, because I haven't seen him in so long and seen that unit, I was just like, I almost kind of got a, funny, like I got emotional. I was like, damn, like, because that era is so ingrained in my mind. You know, from that yeah. time, and you know, obviously he's went through so many other things, but to actually see it, I was just like, "Damn, man!" You forget yeah. like these cats were dope as hell. I mean, there's a reason why they were with him. You know, and that band was no joke, man. Did you go to any of the uh, after show party things or anything? Yeah. Uh, so it finished. I feel like it finished about quarter to one in the morning, like twelve forty-five, which is really late for a, for an arena show. And then, uh, and you hit, did you hear about the ending? Oh, with Purple Rain? Yeah. Prince's voice? Like, yeah. Yeah, it was just so amazing. Um, but anyway, yeah, I did. I went to First Avenue to the time. Oh, how was that? And we, I, well, I was worried they wouldn't even be on, you know, because it was like 1.30 a.m. Uh, we got in there and it was, that was really, really cool. Stevie, Stevie Wonder was in there, like, in the corner. Um, the VIP section. Wow. But it was, I mean, seen, I don't know if you've seen the time, Morris said the time recently, but the intro is, they ha- they played a bit of Prince playing Purple Rain oh, wow. in the intro. And seeing Prince playing Purple Rain in First Avenue while I was in First Avenue about to see the time <laughs> was like <laughs> insane. It was a head buster. Um, and yeah, and then they do the, you know, please welcome the time. And it's like, the footage was from first seven years. Yeah, it was a head footage, exactly. Yeah. It was really cool. But, wow. Um, I also went to the family's party on the Wednesday night. And uh, Judith, I saw Andre and okay. um, Judith playing. I thought he was incredible, by the way, Andre. Yeah, really I, like yeah, I hear it. he's like he's really doing his thing out there, man. I mean, he looks completely badass, <laughs> and sounds great, and he he just has a similar swagger, right? And you know, he he was like just really good. Like his version of the ladder was great, and just really really good. I really wish I'd met him because I kind of had the opportunity to meet him because he was walking by, and I didn't. In the end. I did meet Tyka though. Which was oh, cool. okay. She was, yeah, she was just kind of leaving, and I, somebody I was with said, "Oh, um, this guy's come from England or something," and I, I just said, "Oh, thank you for putting everything together." And, right. You know, she seemed really nice. Yeah, you know, going back to Andre and even what you were saying about uh, the, MP, the Diamonds and Pearls band and stuff. To me, I think those guys need to figure out whatever the show is or whatever it is they should be they should be like as a massive group and go out and do and tour man i mean it's just, it's time you know 
you could have some of the other guys from the other bands swap out. Uh, you know, Andre can sing some of the songs. And they could just do like spot dates, man, around the world, really. And just bring this music I, all over the place, man. I totally agree. And I think that, you know, they could easily have guest people singing. Like, obviously, the tribute, they had Jesse J and mm-hmm. um, a few people. Um, you know, and if they, you know, wherever they're touring, they could have the odd guests from wherever they are singing with them. But I, I really, really need to see that again. And I thought Tony M was brilliant. I start off with I thought it was Morris um, <laughs> from the time wearing a big, <laughs> wearing a big blue suit. And I was like, oh, Morris's dancing style's changed a little bit. And then I realised. <laughs> I, mean, I just could not believe. It's the last thing on my mind was that Tony M was going to be there. <laughs> right. I, I, I thought he'd just disappear to good, you know. Um, and yeah. I thought that was a great thing because I've, I've always really liked him, you know. I know that he gets a rough ride sometimes, but I, I thought I thought it was brilliant. Really, really. That was hugely emotional for me. It just brought me right back to being wow. a kid. And, yeah. All right, man. Um was there any other shows that you went to during their time that you haven't mentioned? Um, no, I mean, I, I did the, the first avenue behind the scenes, first avenue tour. So they bring you in and you, you can stand on the stage and go to the dressing room. And that was, that was really cool. Oh, wow. That was worth doing. It was, it was 15 bucks to do that. And they told you, told you, you know, a few stories. And one of the things that I didn't realize is that the gold star outside first avenue was, was actually um, it was it was like some hooded some guys in hoods that did that. It was nothing to do with First Avenue, and they just you know on the CCTV they just like a few guys wearing hoods, and obviously now you know they 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 thought it was a touching thing, and obviously it's going to stay gold now. And I actually bought a T-shirt, First Avenue T-shirt, which is all grey with all stars, and there's one star that's gold on the T-shirt. So they hmm. they obviously like. The idea you said you got to go in the back, like in the dressing rooms. It'd be like the rooms that yeah. we saw in Purple Rain, the movie. No, uh, oh, the okay. only footage in Purple Rain filmed at First Avenue is, is the stage. Oh, all, the, okay. all the gotcha. yeah, the dressing room and all of that um, is was done somewhere else. Cause I, I, I was so. thinking of like just to go there so I could recreate the Billy scene, like busting. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you, kid? <laughs> I'm tired of your bullshit, yeah. Billy. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, man, amazing. Yeah, was, amazing time. It was an amazing, amazing trip. Like, it's finding it kind of hard to adjust to real life now. And <laughs> it's difficult not, you know, not having anything kind of Prince-esque to look forward to. Because that was a real, you know, constantly on Twitter and the up there. And all the ups and downs of mm-hmm. will the tribute concerts be on, will... Well, you know, is the, is the museum going to open? It was kind of a, a rough ride, but it was really worth it. Yeah, it's great. Um, was there, so now as you've come back home and you've, you got your, man, you pretty much got to go through almost a week-long worth of, you know, Prince stuff, you know, it's almost like the master graduation class of, of, of this thing. Um, what's next for you? I mean, did, did that inspire you? Does it make you want to do more of your music? Or, you know, some of your, your lasting thoughts of this whole thing? 
It's a weird one because like going to Paisley Park has been like the top of my bucket list for ages. So it's a bit weird. It feels like I've completed, you know, everything I wanted to do Prince-wise. But it actually kind of just made me want more in the... I want the exactly like you said. I want the MPG tour. I want the Revolution to come to the UK as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just made me appreciate Prince even more. I mean, I've I've been a diehard fan for a long time since ninety one, ninety two, and it just made me think of him as an even more amazing, you know, genius. But you know, really, when you actually see see it in front of you all the different colours and the, the difference between the eras of those classic records in the 80s especially it's just very yeah really really inspiring alright um, yeah alright well Paul man thank you once again uh, for coming on actually where are you located at where are you calling us from I'm in um, West London West London so, uh, right near the River uh, River Thames so if you kind of got a boat for about uh, 10, 15 minutes, you'd see Big Ben and all oh, that. Oh, wow. So, all right. Yeah. Oh, man, we, we appreciate so, you yeah. for sharing uh, your journey, your adventure. Paisley Park, Minnesota, America. Man, and, and did you ever find your wallet or get your stuff? Or? Uh, no, didn't find the wallet. Oh. Um, but um, nearly missed my plane home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm back now, so it's all good. Oh, just to mention as well, I did go and I don't know if you did this when you were there, but I went to see the house where Prince and Andre yes. lived. Yeah. Oh, you went to the real oh, house. Cool. Yeah. Oh wow! No, I didn't. The real. Interesting. The real house, and then also Prince's first family home. I went. I went to check that out. Well, I was with this was with uh, my friend Alan, who had a car, and he was like, "I'll take you to a few places." Okay, and uh, that was really good as well. I didn't see the purple rain house that everyone kept telling us to do. I just ran out of time to do that. So. Gotcha. And did you meet any other fans out there while you were out there? I'm sure you did. Uh, yeah, a few. Yeah, there's a couple um, of uh, Spanish fans that I was hanging out with, and uh, another fan from San Francisco, Jenny. I was hanging out with her, and. Okay. Um, Oh, I, I met Mono Neon as well while I was there. Oh, nice. Um, he was very shy. I actually just said to him, this is before um, I was, I basically just said, I can't wait to hear Black is the New Black, and he just nodded. He just sort of nodded, but I think he's quite shy. So. Well, man, again, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for you know supporting the show and listening and, and, and contributing like this. Uh, I know the listeners are definitely uh, getting the earful. It, love it. All right. Well, hey, we're going to take another break right here. Paul, thank you once again. We will see you guys after this.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. You just heard the first half of the show. We talked to Mr. Paul about his experiences. Paisley Park, it was his first time as well. Now, joining us, we have another friend of the show, Tammy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm well. I'm, I'm happy to uh, be here and happy to be back at home and ready to share uh, my experience uh, of being at Paisley Park. And uh, Tammy, where are you calling from? Where are you at right now? I'm in New York City, Gotham. I'm in New York. New York City, okay. Yeah. East Coast. I'm over here on the west side, as we like to say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so for those who don't know, uh, Tammy has been to Pacific Park numerous times before. As I mentioned on an older show earlier this year, uh, she was one of the first persons uh, people that I saw when I walked into Paisley Park for the first time in January. And so what I really want to do is get, you know, Tammy, your uh, experience and your thoughts of going back to Paisley Park, you know, now that it is a different uh, sort of a place, you know, it's it, it's a museum now, uh, as opposed to, you know, going to one of Prince's parties or going to a concert, uh, you know, to it, I can't even get into it. 2000, 2016 has been, uh, it's just been a hard year. Uh, so less than a year ago, you know, you were there in January, uh, you know, the piano and the microphone. Now we're here, uh, October, you know, there's a Prince tribute, which we'll get into that as well. But I really want to start off with you pulling up to Paisley Park, you're doing the VIP tour. What's that experience going up going up to Paisley Park now? You know. Um, well we um we did what we used to do in the in the past, which was, you know, you parked in the parking lot and you were, you know, directed to go to the tour bus. The tour bus picked you up, you know, a group of people and they then drive you to Paisley Park. Um, I was with my, my, my dear sister, Portia, and, you know, we had to do this trip together. So, of course, we were both, there was a silence between us because there was just this nervousness. How is it, how, how are we going to feel and what is it going to be like? Because every time we rolled up there, this man was there and we knew it was about to go down and it was going to be fun. But this was a different, new feeling that we were experiencing. So, we get up to... Paisley Park, and I, you know, I, I went live for about a minute just to bring people in and let them see how everything was. It was very peaceful, very orderly, small group, so I'm not sure what the people of Shanhattan are concerned about, because it's always peaceful every time we're there. Mm. Um, so they leave you right up to the bus, go right to the front door, and get off, and I had knots in my stomach, and on the verge of I don't know what I was feeling. So this woman, she comes over, she asked me innocently, but I think I kind of probably snapped at her. She goes, what's in that building? I said, ma'am, I can't right now. <laughs> you know, what's that egg? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in that zone, and this is not seeing showtime, you know. And I know there are people that are curious, but I just didn't want to be bothered, to be right. honest. See, that's kind of one of the reasons why uh, I'm hesitant to going up there right now, because I'll probably be in that space. Yeah, I, I kind of snapped at her a bit. So I, you know, walked away and just kind of was getting myself prepared because we got there a little bit early. Our tour was was for uh, 11.15. Mm-hmm. 
and they stagger the groups, which is pretty good. So long story short, we get up to the door, and you're able to take pictures outside, but you cannot take pictures inside, of course. Um, and again, I'm bracing myself because from what other people said that as soon as you walk in the door, this man's remains are there. I was really against that. I'm like, what? That is just disrespectful, like he's on a little mm-hmm. shelf or something. I, I was just, you know, weirded out by that. But that wasn't the case at all. So they give you a a little bag for your cell phone, and this is a locked bag. Once it goes in there, you cannot open the bag at all. Your phone is locked. Mm-hmm. So you go inside, and I'm like, okay, I'm all, I'm all right so far. And it just felt, it was still strange, but I still was walked in, and I'm like, in, a, in, a, in my mind, I'm like, I'm waiting for him to just, you know, say something. And uh, but sometimes he had a habit during the celebrations. He, his voice would come on and, you know, he was watching, basically. And uh, you go into, you're in the atrium. You're able to walk over to reception and purchase a flash drive for $10 because you're allowed one picture or two by the piano. So I walked over, got the flash drive. And no, got back quick, on the line. Quick question for you. Had you sure. been in the atrium area before? Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is like the little, you know, that kind of, there's two entrances. There's the one where I met you. Right. And this other one is like the main, main sort of entrance. Okay. So go go there and in, your, in the middle of the hallway, you have all of his awards, like all the albums and stuff, the plaques. But what struck me the most is the very first thing you see is the letter from the White House um, expressing their condolences of his passing. So they have that hung there first before you're walking into his record. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, walking forward and you see a little little office with a fax machine and stuff and we, our tour guide introduced himself to, the, to us. His name was Sean, and he was spectacular. He went to school for sound and engineering, so he was well-versed in music. And there wasn't some, uh, okay. you know, some cat with a little script reading because he was, you know, told to. He was really, really enthusiastic. And I think for what he said, he was waiting around for three weeks before he got the uh, call that he got the job. Oh, nice. Okay. So anyway... Uh, so we're walking a little bit further, and you see on the side there's a sign of the times, little room with sign of the times. That's the first installation that you see, and there's the his shaggy coat, hmm. the uh, the flat screen with sign of the times playing, uh, the outfit that he wore, uh, the lyrics on a notebook that he wrote. We went in there for a second, and it was cool because you would think that he. As much as Prince was in the now, and he said, oh, you know, I don't worry about the past, he kept everything. Huh. And the place itself is really, you know, everything's pristine and in order. So that's the first kind of installation that we saw. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. I, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Going back to the, uh, the miniature Paisley Park thing, you know, with the urn, have you yeah, already... I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. Right I didn't now. know if that was before or after this. No, no, no. That's this is this is within the same area. This is another okay. lit atrium. Gotcha. So, the first installation you see is that little sign of times thing, and then 
in my peripheral vision that I hear another person who is not our tour guide kind of saying, you know, if you want to take the time, you can pay your respect. And my mind just was like, oh, no, it's, it's, you know, this it. So it's basically a uh, plinth in the middle of that atrium and a replica of Paisley Park itself. And then you see there's a little purple box on the inside. And um, that was it. So, of course, I got, I, you know, I, I was upset because this is why I'm here. You know, I want to understand that this is real, that this is really going on. So there's a speculation, and I, I want to talk about this really quick, mm-hmm. because the original thing that I saw that uh, from the family, uh, their service, the thing was in a different shape. So I'm imagining, please, people don't quote me on this, I'm imagining that maybe that was one thing, a temporary thing until this was completed, and maybe half of him is in there, maybe the family has to rest, I don't know. Not really our concern. But the fact that he's there, I'm happy where it's, where it is because his um there was a woman who was you know walking up and down and she kind of carried herself as if she knew the lay of the land and I kind of collected myself and I watched her go up the stairs and I looked up and there's divinity and majesty prince's doves mm. so that made me feel a lot better that his uh his doves are watching over him so I'm I'm happy where where it is, that he's home. If he is there, he's home, as he was um, wanted. Let, let, me, let me ask you this, as I ask Paul the same question. Do you think that that should be at the very beginning of this tour sort of thing, um, or should it be somewhere else, place late, later maybe? You know, I, I was trying to figure to myself that maybe in one of those smaller rooms maybe that it would be there Um, because I had like this you know vision in my mind because I'm I'm my background for everyone to know is is visual display so I'm looking at it from a emotional standpoint and also visually Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it being there because honestly aside from his own personal space Unless they put it in the main studio space, which would be weird, I think it's appropriate where it is. Hmm. Okay. I have. I'm in the. I'm in the middle. As far as the layout goes, I'm. I'm in the middle. But. Um, Did you know it was there before you came in there? Had you already heard about no. it? No. Oh, okay. I heard that he was. From my mind, it says as soon as you walk in, something you know, are you can you either by the reception desk, is it on the shelf or something? I didn't know where it was because I know there was an article that came out in People magazine. That media was like, "Do not post that. Don't tag me in it. I don't want to see it." Um, you know, just out of respect. So I had no idea that it was going to be there, but because his birds are above. Just in a spiritual sense, I feel like if he is indeed in there, that peaceful energy is 
is watching over him. And it's sunlit, so it's not anything that's confined hmm. or locked away. Um, yeah, but it was, when the, the layout of it is it's a glass case, and there's a purple symbol on the glass case. The replica of Paisley Park is inside, and then there's a little opening, and there's a tiny purple box. I'm like, how could this mega, you know, our whole, all that funk that sold everything is just in this little tiny, tiny purple box. It was very upsetting because, I mean, as I was, you know, in my moment, there was a group, you know, waiting to uh, to come in, so... I don't care because if there are people coming here to see some sort of freak show or curious, they need to know that this man that is in this box, if he is there, is real. He was loved. He was respected. He'll be missed. Yeah, it's... I, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, when I... I feel like... Uh, I don't know when I first heard about it you know, when it was posted mm-hmm. online, it was a shock to me. Cause I was, my initial thing is like, you know, what the hell? And like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, here we go with the, with the, you know, creepy, disrespectful stuff. And you know, I yeah, just was, didn't know, but if you, if you see the picture that I posted, you'll see exactly where, where, where he is. Yeah. I, I um, guess, you know, my thoughts to say is, and I said this a little earlier in the program, but for those listening, I, I, you know, I said to you, I feel like, I can respect the choices of why it's there. I, I just thought maybe it's a possibility to have it where it's not like necessarily the, it's one of the first things you see and maybe giving a ch- person a choice to say, hey, to go uh, or not. Yeah. if yeah. you want to go, if you go in here, you know, this is the situation. And some of you may not want to do that type of thing and you can respectfully mm-hmm. go over here. Um, but I don't know, because to me, it's like when you put that at the very beginning, it almost sets a tone to me. I, I don't know for me, because, you know, again, I may not be the average person. No, it it did, it did set a tone because, you know, I walked in off the, you know, from the jump and I'm upset. I'm right. bathing in my own tears. I'm undone. Um, I, I agree with you in that regard, but there isn't any... If there's no sign that says here lies Prince or whatever, it's just this okay. simple thing that you would think is a decorative thing, and it really doesn't look, uh, you know, like some crazy shaped urn or something like that. Like right. before, it's very nondescript. Did anyone ask, and I may have saw this and just don't remember, but was there ever a question of was that something that he wanted to do that? Like, be on display like that? No, and that's a, that's a that's a very good question. Um, in my mind, I would say, I would say no, because Prince always spoke about life. I'm going to forever. I'm not thinking about that. And I don't know if he would particularly want to be like that. I think he would want us to focus on the music and focus on the um, the. The experience, the Paisley Park experience that he was so fitting to set it up prior to his passing, I think that's what he would want us to focus on. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I, I have my reservations about that. So I'm not sure if this was the decision of the family, of Prima Trust, of Waddell. We, we don't know because they're so... This is a major, major um, complex, and it takes an army to keep it running. So we don't know who is, you know, at the controls here. So I'm, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't have that knowledge. But I would say no, that he would not want that. All right. Well, let's move on from that because that's a... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a, it. It brings the tone of this show. <laughs> I can imagine being. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna keep the party moving. As, as, as he would say. Uh, yeah, we, we that that came out that got that out of the way, and then, uh, in the next door over there's like a you know controversy, uh, installation, and at that point, forgive me because my mind is at a blur now because I was still trying to get myself together. So I'm looking at everything, but I'm not really paying attention. And then on the opposite side, there's the little, it's kind of like a diner, like a 1950s diner, his kitchen, um, another kitchen that he would kind of hang out in. And at this point, I'm like, wow, I need to go to the bathroom and, you know, clean my face, whatever. And now I'm going to really change the tone of the show. Someone was in there blowing it up. And I'm like, listen, I got myself together so quick. I said, how are you going to stool in this man's house? And the person can't see me. I don't care because if you know me, I'm just blunt and as it. So I go, look at my face and pat it real fast. Oh, gosh, it's disgusting. person came out with their head hanging. She just washed her head and left it out. I walked out and now I'm back in my zone because I'm like, I'm furious. I'm like, listen, I know if you got to go, you got to go, but not in the man's house. (laughs) Who does that? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Obviously, someone did it. I was was mortified. Must have have some bad food going in or something. Yeah, not not, not good. Not good. So, um, (laughs) at this point, uh, you know, it's moving around, kind of separated. Um, the kind of the, the group has probably moved forward already, and uh, you know, now we're going into another part. Actually, let me um search my uh, notes here. I have everything. Man, tearing the bathrooms up. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was something. Oh, okay. So this a different is a, kind of phone. <laughs> so we all we that phone not supposed to be. <laughs> so um, we we go to this area, and this is kind of um. This is interesting to me because we were now in his, um, I think it was an older office. Uh, mainly they said it was an editing room. He would be in there watching, you know, shows and stuff. So I'm, yeah, that's going on. But it was, you know, an office. But what struck me is that he had, um, of course, you heard this before. There's a, a side table with a bunch of books um, mm-hmm. in praise of women and some other, other books. It's a couch. This other little table, he had, you know, pictures of the fam of his family, like family photos. And I thought that hmm. was really interesting because 
you know, where on the outside you see, you know, print the the artist and you would, you know, think he would probably be a narcissist or something because there's all these pictures of himself. <laughs> but uh, that little part here, you know, this is Prince Nelson, you know, the person who, you know, from North Mini and right. he had his pictures of him. And on some another shelf, he had that. He had uh, CDs, VHS tapes, a movie from Woodstock, Coachella, hmm. um, a lavender room spray. And they say, apparently, this is how this room was left, a small suitcase with light-up shoes. His <laughs> desk was adorable. This, this little half-moon-shaped desk with a purple velvet chair, <laughs> uh, a wooden purple desktop phone. <laughs> uh, what else? And in the middle, another desk was he had an old, huge Mac computer, a Dell in the middle, about five stacks of VHS tapes in purple boxes. Huh. Uh, and there was, you know, this is where you would watch everything over. But the way how that room was, it's probably been there for a long time. But I think his probably main, main office was upstairs. You said he had VHS um, tapes in there? Mm-hmm. You said, yeah. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Or, you know, reels, whatever he recorded these things on, this is where he would watch them. And then on another little table said, celebration, crowd shots. Oh, wow. Uh, so, you know, he had all of his, I think this room had all of his kind of favorite things. He had multiple copies of uh, the movie She Likes It Hot. Uh hmm. What else? Just a lot of a mixture of old and new things that he's, that he's kept, but again, everything in pristine order. And oh, of course, I, I, I wonder though if he would if he would have had like uh, I don't know Black Booty Six DVD. Those would there. probably be behind the wall. They would have put that so. up. They would have. <laughs> They would have put those up. They would have, well, it was everything he left up there. Nah, I ain't want to. <laughs> I'm just playing. I think that's in the, you know, secret room somewhere. And of course, oh, the head of uh, Cleopatra. Um, some other movies. And of course, there's that one person. Oh, what's, what's behind here? Because he did have, you know, I don't know if he did that for safety. There's like secret walls that you can kind of, rooms that you can go behind like Scooby-Doo. Oh, wow. And the wall becomes flat again. And you don't know that the person's behind there or things are behind there. Mm. I said, oh, you know, he has behind that wall is more um, footage and videos of everything. So, oh, can we go in there? You know, guys, like, no. <laughs> and you know, me, I'm like, do not touch. <laughs> right, right. And then she, you know, pulled it in. It's like you, you're not supposed to be everywhere. Yes, this is a tour, but you know, stay where you're supposed to. You know, be. Of course. Luckily, respectfully, nobody touched anything. My only concern is that, you know, if someone was crazy enough or had the temptation, they could, let's, you know, pick up something and, and, and take it because right. you're, you're with two people. So I think they should maybe allow the little, small, maybe five people at a time tell them what's going on, escort them out, bring in the next group. The group is small itself, but, you know, me observing, I'm like, if someone really wanted to take something, they could. So you're saying if, if so. somebody really ratchet came up and through there, 
Oh yeah. Oh, this, no, yeah. this is my baby Sorry, stuff. No. I can come in here and look at one. I want to see what how freaky yep, he was. Mhm. Without a doubt. Man. Instead of you know, let's say something. But um, that was the most interesting. That was an interesting room for me because they really saw personal things that he, um, you know, liked or enjoyed or kept. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm ready for you know whatever else. You know, next question you have. I definitely don't want to ramble, but there's a. It's, it's definitely a lot, a lot. It was a good long tour. What? Uh, so where did you guys after this area? Where did you go into? So after this, we are. Back to my Okay, so after after this, we're led into the um, studio, and this studio, I want to say, well, we went to the piano room, Okay. and the piano room was pretty cool, because that was the, the black piano, I don't know if you remember, he kind of... Yeah. With his hand, he whips his hand over it, and, mm-hmm. it, and it automatically raises. Yep. That that piano is in there. One of only there's only, from what I understand, only fourteen of those pianos exist in the entire world, and the price point of that piano was a little over a hundred thousand dollars. And there is a yellow sofa in there with a purple pillow shaped like a moon. This beautiful, gorgeous, ornate chair made of wood. Like, I don't think of Prince as a wood person, you know, like the mahogany and all that other stuff. But this particular chair he had was um, wood. And, of course, the actual seat itself was was purple. Hmm. And you're overlooking, uh, you know, the warden in the back, the little small patio. And this, from this little piano room, leads into the um, main studio. But before I go there, because that's kind of, I'm jumping around because that's toward the end, we go back over and we are at Studio C. Now, Studio C used to be the rehearsal space, you know, for choreo and stuff like that. But this is now the Purple Rain Room. Oh, okay. Now, I know that Prince probably had, you know, this vision set up, and I don't know if they set it up to his specifications, but I was least impressed with this room. I'll tell you why. This is the room that we see, and we've seen it on some of the footage on the Today Show and different places. I take it. It's got yeah. the bike and everything. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it needs a little bit more um, detail to it. You know, it's just it were me, they had, well, they had the, the bike, the script, and the jacket is in the middle and it's surrounded by a square wooden sort of uh, enclosure with the paper, with the artwork from the Purple Rain era, the flowers. So if I were to tweak that, it would have been the gate that was used in the concert, you yeah. know, replicate that, have the album art on the right-hand side of the wall, 
and the walls are beige and purple, but, you know, it needs a little bit more in there. There's mm-hmm. a little bit too sparse, you know, for... There's a lot of details in Purple Rain, and I think they could have uh, played that up a little bit more. Uh, so, going you further, then you're led into Studio B, which is where... This studio was where James ping pong table, and this is where you get your opportunity to take your picture with ah. you know the piano. Yeah, and on the piano there's, you know, of course the lyrics like inscribed into into the top, and I got a little choked up there because it was just like, you know, like wow, you know, this is where he, mm-hmm. you know, did a lot of fantastic shows, and I got a little bit choked up so portion are we took our picture together and then we and I took a picture on my own and they said, Hey, you know, if you want to you can play ping pong and stuff. So I guess that was a good thing because while people are waiting, you know, it gives you something interactive to do. Let, let me so, ask uh, you about this area because I'm sure I don't know if you've seen this couple pictures that are circling around uh I think there's one where it looks like the young lady is trying to lick the guitar or something. That is that is the oh yeah that is the area. I didn't see the picture yet. Lord have mercy, if she was oh. on my tour, she'd have been pounced on. Yeah, there's a couple of pictures. I saw her do that. There's a couple pictures that's a little problematic, <laughs> and then there's another one of a. Yeah, uh, I I would have I I didn't see it yet, but uh, okay. I think the people are aware of it now, and they're going to you know maybe take different cautious or tell people, you know, certain rules. I didn't touch it at all. The only time my hand touched that piano was when the person taking the picture was like, oh, no, you, you know, you keep lean on, whatever. And I'm hesitant because, you know, you just, I grew up with that thing, you know, you walk out, you better touch nothing, you know, and that was in my mind, you don't touch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a guitar on top of the piano and uh, that that is definitely the area. And it helps. Another thing, too, so everyone can know, there's music playing throughout, which is great. So it doesn't feel like you're in a, you know, a freaking library or something. So each room is going to this music playing. Okay. There is There are flameless candles. But in the room, in that studio, you can still see, and of course I saw the Prince's candles that he had probably while he was, uh, you know, recording or... Mm. Or playing, so they were still there in place, you know, like lavender scented candles. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that is the area where okay. that happened. The only place that we were not allowed in was the main control room. Uh, main control room. Mm-hmm. But I was, we were in there before during the celebration time, so you know I wasn't, you know, disappointed or anything. And, and also in that area is the the room. Mm-hmm. And that other keyboard that is like you know historical and you know responsible for Dorothy Parker and All right. Black uh, Album, like you know the Orpheum uh, or something like that, and I'm butchering the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the mega of all those you know Sign tools of times. And stuff in yeah. that room. Yeah, yeah. Question for uh, you: uh, I wanted to ask you about the. Mm-hmm the main stage area and this would be the room or like where we saw the piano and the microphone room. I, I'm understanding is mm-hmm. they've changed that. That room has got different like stages in there or something, different areas. Is that right? 
well, what they what they did was they they took out all of the um the palm trees. I don't know if Prince just had that there just for that event. There was a higher VIP area. They took that down. Uh, the carpet is still there. It's kind. Of, it looks. It feels so much smaller. I think because maybe they draped it off in half. Um, but when I went into this room again, I became upset because I'm like, this is, you know, it's just here. It just doesn't feel right. I'm like, we're just here. So when you go into that main area, the um, on a screen, they're playing two performances of Prince, and of course, the last one that they're playing was the last thing that he performed there in that room, which was Free Yourself. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the piano and the, the where we were just where we were on January 21st, which would be, I would never know that that would be my last Prince concert. The piano and the stool was just as it was. The candles are still there. Um, the, the brand new guitar that he purchased uh, and three decorative pillows, which is the few, because if you had the VIP, then you were able to sit on all these pillows. So that's on that side. That's still there. And then the rest of the perimeter are one, two, three installations of different eras. So one of them is Third Eye Girl. So some of that gear is there, and it's an outfit that he wore on tour with Third Eye Girl. And the next one is the jam of the year. The most beautiful, he yeah, has the piano with the most beautiful girl in the world, you know, inscribed on it. Mm-hmm. That's their red outfit. Uh, and amps and, and the piano, which is, uh, not, not piano, keyboard. All clear, all see-through. Hmm. That was pretty cool to see that stuff again. And on the, the last one, was a uh, purple rain jacket, another jacket, another earlier outfit. The outfit that he wears the pink boa in, it was so cool to see that outfit because that was my inspiration when I went to go to the tribute show. I was like, no, I'm going to do a pink boa thing. So got to see that original out, you know, outfit. But going back, uh, I don't know, I hope that, I hope that means stage, it felt very, it felt very empty. Hmm. And that's what it kind of felt like, yeah, he, he's, he's not here. Wow. So that's, that's my personal take, you know, mm-hmm. for that moment. Then you go into the MPG room and that room is just, the MPG music club room and that room is just as it is. You know, and that that's where it felt kind of okay. It was like, oh, okay, we sat down in the chairs where we used to sit, and mm-hmm. you know, we kept looking up, and again, still expecting him to like pop out from somewhere like he used to. Um, and that, another weird thing, and I'm going to go back to the highlight of it all. Best room. Uh, there were. I look over. Because there's a the Rainbow Children, a huge poster that's behind the chairs that says, "I'm a city girl, so I don't know, you know, much about various bugs." But there were these um, bugs. Thrown. I said, "Gosh, oh my gosh, look, you know, 
this is the size of decay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But there, were, there were these bugs, you said? Bugs crawling on the light and crawling all over the poster. You're trying to say they got roaches? And apparently, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. They're called stink bugs. <laughs> they're called stink bugs. Hmm. That's what they're called. They're called stink bugs. And apparently if you squish them or whatever, they let off a smell. I don't know. So, of course, oh, wow. seems the one who... You know, works on the premises like, hey, you know, these are these things there. You know, probably need to tell somebody about it or whatever. And, and who knows? Maybe it's because um, there hasn't been extermination in a while. But that's the only thing I was like, wow. You know, I was just drawing because you never see something like that there. But I'm kind of getting away because the, when you're in the MPG Music Club now, that's kind of towards the end of the tour. So I want to double back. Okay. And Take you know, take you to the part which was my favorite. Um, and another uh, room was the under the cherry moon graffiti bridge room. Mm, okay. So in this space, the room was all black, and there was uh, the black and white tile floor. The actual outfit where Prince tells Mary Sharon, "I want to take you to the moon." And, <laughs> You know, that whole thing. And I was so geeked up to see that. <laughs> and there's the, they had some amps covered in black and cream paisley, the vintage microphone, and, of course, you know, screen uh, was under the cherry moon. It seems plain. Hmm. And then in the middle of the room, there was a spotlight, which kind of created a partition between the two spaces. So that was really, really cool. And then you step over and you're in the graffiti bridge part. Interesting. Of course, there was the light. Um, on top, it said graffiti bridge, and it was painted in this kind of glow paint. I hope they changed that to an actual neon sign, because that was cool. Uh, so the graffiti bridge bike is there. The poncho top that he wore doing elephants and flowers. Wow. Still there. That was awesome. It's just amazing uh, that he kept all that stuff. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah. you would think that Prince would be like, oh, I'm done with it, you know, throw it away or burn it or something. Because he kind of took that attitude with certain, you know, with uh, some of his property. Just like, uh, I remember a house he lived in back in the day, just like leveled out and, you know, got rid of it. But he kept everything. And speaking of him keeping everything, we got to meet the person who was now the hope I'm saying this correctly, the archivist, the person who's in charge of his archives. Yes. Um, so he's the person who looks through things and decides to pick out what is what. She's like, there was so many things. So if they want to, going forward, they have enough things to keep this as a rotational um, exhibit, so to speak, and kind of change it out and show people different things from different eras. So that was pretty cool. Okay. Uh, I saw her on something. She did an interview, something. Yeah. And I was I was curious of the background. So is she like a real Prince fan or something, or is this like, or she's no? I get I get a feeling that you know maybe this is her. You know, some people have museum or art backgrounds, and they're able to get degrees and sure. this and who I, I'm not <clears throat> sure. So she probably deals with a she has dealt with a numerous amount of high end. Either art or right, I get you. Or star stuff, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, 
let me make sure I'm not leaving anything out. Oh, so when we were in another um, studio, this is another highlight. Prince has in this in the, this particular studio. I think um, let me say it's still Studio B, perhaps. There's a room where there's a drum set in there, and it's set up for isolation. So someone can be recording. You could be drummer can be drumming in there, but it's not going to disturb the other things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Because in the other space, that particular all the walls are made of granite. So according to what uh, our guide Sean was telling us is that if you go in there and sing. Echoes, it's just to bring out the natural sound. It's a beautiful sound. So, hmm. not many people have that sort of material in their recording spaces. So, it's a kind of real special, special thing. Interesting. Um, that, that's interesting that he would have that, but he would sit at the control panel and do all his vocals <laughs> as opposed yeah, to. It, it has, yeah, that's instead of going in there and, and just doing it, which I would. Now that led me to be curious about Prince the Prince the engineer, you know, because I'm sure he had to know a lot about, you know, everything that he was pretty much working on, you know, all those knobs and all those equipment mm-hmm. he had to know. Uh, what else? And then at that point, we were all told to go into the center of the room, and that's when another young lady came in and allowed us to hear the last two things that Prince was working on okay. um, musically. So wow. We heard the first track was kind of a, I'll say a mixture of Madhouse and news, really jazzy, really funky. And the second piece that we heard, Prince was using the vocoder, which I was like, but it wasn't in an annoying way. It was pretty... It was pretty cool, and I think Kirk Johnson is on there drumming. So we only heard, we were allowed to hear like a minute of it, and then she mm. turned it off, and we were just like, oh, no, you know, we want to hear more. So <laughs> I, I appreciate it um, that we were able to, you know, hear that he was still working and jamming as usual and as normal, but it, uh, the backstory to that is, Apparently, they were trying to get that particular um, piece that he was working on to Blue Note, that people could hear it. But mm. who knows, again, what's going to happen in the uh, in the future with, you know, these recordings. But we were able to hear it. And, you know, and that's another thing that they can do. You know, instead of everyone so hell-bent on Recording and collecting, you know, that could be a selling point to the tour. Hey, you come out here and you'll be able to, you know, hear stuff and listen and have a listening party. So that would be something that could yeah, be interesting. You know, be an interesting thing, an event to, to do, right? an event to have, a listening party at Paisley mm-hmm. Park. Mm-hmm. So that's that part. So, um, I'm going to go back to the MPG Club Music Room because this is toward the ending of the tour. So after we left that room, now we're in another atrium, which is where I met, you know, met you mm-hmm. in that entrance. 
So that area has changed a lot. They took out the furniture. Uh, they took out the counter where there was merch initially being sold before. They okay. took that out and moved it into a tent area. And so your end of the tour experience is that you're uh, you're able to watch his Super Bowl performance on a flat screen. Hmm. Okay. And also on the other side of the wall, they put in the gate and they have some of the fan stuff that they left. So as you all know, mm. all of the things on the gate, the gate is clean now. It's been moved. Hmm. So it kept a little bit of it and put it inside. As it kept a little bit of it, yeah. So mm-hmm. this the art painting, the painting of Prince that someone did is there. A purple guitar that actually I was there the day that he put it up on the gate. That's there. Uh, a vinyl album that I think... Tamir from California, her thing is there. A couple of teddy bears, some flowers. So they kept a very small portion okay. of it. So they, you know, they had that in there. So after that, you're led into a room now where the merchandise is now. I'm sure this is kind of a temporary thing because they really need to improve that area in itself. You know, the t-shirts and posters and tour books and hats, uh, chains, pins, guitar picks. Uh, yeah, so that was a little bit crazy and confusing, uh, you know, it was mayhem, because at this point, all of the groups, you know, everyone's there now, so it's kind of crowded. Okay. And you're also, the food is there as well. So if you paid for, um, to get a sampler, or if you like to eat something, you're able to, you know, do that there. Hmm. They, they, they don't. They didn't have any neck bones there. I, I take it right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we ain't serving up chicken. We ain't serving up fish. We just serving up pork. <laughs> Came to the wrong. No, no, house. no. Vegetarian always, and but the food was great. So even if you weren't, and I'm not saying this because I'm a vegetarian myself, but the food uh, was actually really, really good and flavorful. Um. To see, there were some seasoned kale, wild rice, pumpkin, these lettuce cups, um, chocolate mousse, cookies, pancakes. So, you know, there was, oh, okay. you got a chance to see, you know, to, you know, have the things that Prince would, you know, have serve while he mm-hmm. gave his party. The pancakes, that would be um, kind of cool to have pancakes at Pacey Park. You know? Yeah, and they were, those pancakes were smelling really, really, really good. So, um, actually, the menu itself is is um, is changing. So. Oh, okay. Um, and the one thing that I can't get into the full discussion, but I had a chance to, we had a chance because I actually uh, ran into, you know, people that that I know. So we were all sitting at our table and eating, and got the attention of the person, the woman who was feeding the doves. Oh, and her name is Mocha, and she, her name is Mocha, and she's actually the sister of Kirk Johnson. Oh, okay. So, uh, she used to be Prince's assistant uh, years ago, worked with him for about, she said about four or five years. So All right. He let, has keys to the palace, pretty much. Let, let me ask you these cu- uh, couple so questions. Let me ask mm-hmm. a couple questions. Um, mm-hmm. What, well, about approximately how many people were in your group at the tour? Uh, about... 
10, 10 to 11. Okay. And could you tell, yeah, like, th- they were, like, hardcore fans or, like, sort of casual? Oh, you could definitely, you could definitely tell the difference. There was, there was new people, casual, and then there was us. Because another thing that I'm, you know, remembering now, as we were walking down the hallway, seeing all of, you know, the mural, the mural that, uh, if you remember Maya, where she was pointing out everything. Right, right, right. Uh, someone, someone asked the tour guide, oh, you know, what was Prince's favorite acts? And, of course, you know, while Sean is very well-versed in things, you know, Portia and I, we kind of know a lot. So I was like, well, that would be the telecaster. That would be the hunter. And then he's looking at me like, like, what? <laughs> and so it's like, we, there was things, there was answers that we were kind of finishing mm-hmm. for Sean because we know. And uh, it was definitely a, a mixture of, you could tell the hardcores, and you could tell people that kind of just the casual fans. Mm-hmm. And there were people that came as far away um, as Paris to be there for the mm-hmm. weekend. So shout out to Pascal. You know, she came all the way down to uh, be there. She was, you know, tearful. Again, you know, people are are hurting and, and, and celebrating and everything, but what what I came away with is that this was Prince's oasis, and he he really really did things on his own terms, and he you know he did things his way. So I just wish he was he was still here, but uh. All right. Let me ask you your final thoughts on this. So we we got to kind of move forward a little bit. But in terms mm-hmm. of the Paisley Park tour and you going back there and stuff, I mean, do you did you think it was it worth it to you? And do you think that it was respectful of you know Prince's legacy and everything it meant to you? Uh, I think they did a I think they did a good job because again, I want people to understand that Prince was already, you know, starting the tours while we were there. Uh, January 21st and I was like I don't want to go up there I've been up there already so I kind of took it for granted like oh I come back here anytime and, and do that mm. so he was already that was already the place but I do think it was respectful it didn't feel cold because um, I, I go to a lot of museums and they didn't have that feeling of that uh, you know it just it didn't have it, it still felt respectful. We weren't rushed at all. Uh, so I had a good experience. I don't know what other people can can speak to, but Sean was fantastic. Uh, everyone was very uh, respectful and professional. Uh, so I I would definitely go back. Yes, there's some things they need to tweak. Now, will it be respectful going forward with the plans that they make and the changes that they make? We don't know. That's why I needed to get there now before Paisley Park would be unrecognizable to me because they're going to they're going to dig that place up. Make no mistake. Hmm. So we don't know. We don't know. All but right. as far as my experience, it was it was good. I had a good experience. And I got a little bit of um of closure. Uh, so 
It was good. It was good, and it was sad at the same time. Right. Okay, we got a few minutes, but I really want to ask you about the tribute show. Um, mm-hmm. So, now I know this show, I've seen clips on online, which I'm very thankful to be able to actually see some of the stuff there. But um, talk to me a little bit about the concert. I mean, I know it was a pretty long show. It was almost like a festival, <laughs> like oh, five yeah. and a half hours. About five and a half hours. Uh, first off, I want to take my hat off to Marites. He did a fantastic job. I'm sure it was craziness going on. The original promoter, you know, stepped down. They put a new promoter, and I'm sure they were working with limited time, but he did a great job. Basically, what Morris did was, as a musical director, just gave you a, a timeline of Prince's, you know, various eras. So it was great. The highlight for me uh, Anna Mora, what a beautiful performance. Uh, was this the woman like that was kind of speaking and, in Spanish and stuff? Yes. Okay. She was fantastic. And she did Little Red Corvette, and she, you know, was just sitting in this sexy uh, sort of tangled type of way. It was really awesome. And, and you know, he, she had on the arm sleeve that Prince gave her. Uh, who else, who else, who else? Maite Garcia. Mm-hmm. It came out and did the belly dance routine <laughs> to the same song that I remember from Radio City Music Hall. So then we kind of went back into 93 and then the horn section during, during Sexy MF, MF. And here comes... <laughs> Tony freaking M, my boy, stepped to the mic. <laughs> that, 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 that was a shocker to me. I that imagine you guys awesome. were blown away. Yeah, Tony M and Damon, and they're, you know, dancing and doing their thing. But you kind of, you know, you went down memory lane for a little bit. And, of course, Stevie was there. Oh, Luke James did a great job with, uh, okay. with Doobie Baby. Because you know, I'm there, you know, I got my, I got my arms folded like, <laughs> listening and he hit them notes I was like okay dude you did your thing with that it was it was, it was good but again it was um, it was wrong so people can't stay there and get their money's worth um, and of course for the very end of the concert uh, it was uh, Prince singing Purple Rain and then Levi shout out to Levi Caesar uh, and Sunny T they were you know playing uh, the Purple Rain parts live. So it was just, of course, again, upsetting because you're hearing his voice in the arena pretty much for, you know, the last time. And it was yeah. just, yeah. But the, the show is really good. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't say shout out to Andre Simone. Oh, yeah. He did his yeah. thing up there. He did his thing up there um, during the tribute show. Yeah. Um, I think Andre. This, and I don't want it to sound bad, but this is his time. It's his time to to, yeah. to keep the, the torch yeah. going. And I would hope that mm-hmm. he could maybe link up with some of the other, you know, band members, and they put something together, and they can get out there and go sure. and tour around and play because it's 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 the time to do it. I think he'd be the Absolutely. great person to I sort agree. of carry that whole vibe and 
And we all want to hear the music. We still all want to hear the music live. Yeah, we want to hear the music, and we also want to hear, um, you know, he's very socially conscious. We want to hear his his material as well. And I think if he can find a way to um, intertwine it, it could definitely be a thing. And I'm definitely would support it wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, So, again, I hope that everyone continues to, um, you know, play the music, um, and not try and, and, and make money. You know, yeah, we all have to make money, but don't 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 get to the point where old friends for sale comes <laughs> comes true. Like seriously. <laughs> or everybody want what they don't got. I could keep going. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah. So, but Michael, thank you so much for for um, considering me to, to share because I came back and I was like just so bottled up and things that I just wanted to just. You know, talk, talk, and get it out, and, yeah. and, and share. So nah, I was doing. writing my notes on the plane. You know, because okay. uh, I'm like, I just want to remember everything. No, like I said, and, I appreciate uh, you. You're always gonna be family to me, and like I always, I always, I never forget. Like the first person I seen was just a warm welcome. So we we cool for life, and and we'll all see each other again. I'm, I already know it's gonna absolutely. be absolutely. I'm, I'm I'm confident in that, and um. Yeah. You know, I don't want anyone to, you know, get into the Ebenezer screws. The hell, we're printing here. No, that's not what it's about. We have to keep, you know, living in love and living in the spirit of music. And that's why this thing has been going all these years, because we had that passion. So I encourage everyone to keep that passion going. All right. And with that said, we are going to wrap up this episode. Uh, Again, I want to thank Paul. Uh, who was on earlier. Thank Tammy. Thank everyone who's listening. Um, Stay tuned with us. And let me shout out uh, Peach and Black. Let me also shout out Dr. Funkenberry. Uh, I think he got Morris Hayes on this latest episode. So definitely go check that out. Um, Oh, yay. Awesome. Yeah, check that out. And and stay with us uh, in another week or so. I think I got a nice little surprise coming. And it's going to be another head buster. So, Get ready for that. And as I always say, work it like a job. I'll talk to you later. Peace.